The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today's episode of Disability Matters has been previously recorded. Please enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome everyone. Welcome to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. I am the host and I'm so excited to have all of you joining us today. I love our guest today because she manages a wonderful company and she is a person who pays it forward. I've got to tell you that I met Lori through my friend and your friend, Ted Kennedy Jr., who just just raved about Lori, and I made sure I met her and I could see why he did. So, Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you. We have with us Lori Gregan, who's the Retail Operations Manager Designer for Roses for Autism. And how about if we start by you telling our guests, our listeners, about Roses for Autism? Sure. Um, Roses for Autism was established in 2009 um, when Tom Pinchback and his family closed his uh, rose farm, which that was established in 1929. So after 80 years of growing roses in Guilford, Connecticut, the farm had closed. Um, and Ability Beyond, which is our parent company, um, decided to start this program. Um, and when they came to me, they said, we're going to start a program, take over the Pinchbreck Rose Farm and greenhouses, and start a transitional program for young adults on the autistic spectrum. So I said, okay. <laughs> I'm not really sure if I get all that, but um, tell me what it involves. And pretty much five years later, we have a fairly successful business growing uh, roses in Guilford, Connecticut again. Okay. And tell me again why they started this. Well, we found a need, especially in Connecticut, that there's a lot of agriculture, but it wasn't being used. The rose farm had closed, um, and we have 150,000 square foot of glass greenhouses that are just amazing structures. Um, I grew up here in Guilford, so we were a little bit devastated uh, in Guilford, all the residents, because we're big about our history, um, that they had closed and it was going to be left on, on, you know, not being used. So uh, a man named Jim Lyman, who owns, uh, is part of the Lyman Orchard family, who owns big apple growers, sometimes you see those in the grocery store out here, um, has a son on the spectrum, and he said, what if we could turn this greenhouse into a productive space again, growing roses and some other flowers, um, and use it as a transitional program for young adults on the spectrum to give them their first job experience. So that's really what our intention is, and that's what our services do. So uh, young adults, high school level and up, I find is about where the most success is, come here. They spend some time through our Discover Learn Work program, um, and they learn different jobs. Uh, we ship our roses nationwide. So you can go to our webpage, which is managed by our interns and staff, who a lot are on the spectrum, um, and order roses, and we then pack them up and ship them to you overnight. 
Now, was there some special reason that they focused on people with autism? Well, Ability, our parent company, um, does a lot of housing for all disabilities. They are uh, a service agency that provides housing and homes and internships and supports for all all different um, disabilities. And they were finding that when they were approached about this idea, they were finding that a lot of folks on the spectrum really didn't need 24-hour care. They just needed that first job experience or that job experience where how to keep the job, um, kind of the soft skills that happen out there uh, that sometimes we just all take for granted, especially like myself. I take those skills for granted because I'm very personable. Um, but those skills for other people, sometimes it's hard. It's a bit challenging, especially someone on the spectrum. So they thought if we could take this on, and move it forward and give them those soft skills, then we could help people and help transition them into other work uh, environments, things that they want to do, things that they're good at. Now, let me ask you, Lori, what has been the reaction of people knowing that you have people with autism? What is their reaction? Well, at first, I have to be honest, people are like, what? What's going on down that? Because we have a very long driveway. Um, so people would come in, and they, we, we weren't ever set up as retail until we took over. So now we have a retail uh, front. The state um, gave us a very nice grant. We put an addition on the building a couple of years ago. And we have a retail space so that we can teach those retail skills. We are register system is set up like any other retail system. It's a counterpoint system where you touch it with a picture and you can add things and just like you would at a restaurant or a retail store. So those things we set up with the intention of teaching. So when people were coming down, we knew that um, we had to be efficient here because they wanted service. And those are the things that we job shadow and we coach and we give them, usually we'll start at one thing. Maybe it's just answering the phone. Maybe it's ringing the register. Maybe it's just greeting someone at the door. And soon those skills are built. And then people realize, especially today, because five years ago when I went out to a rotary or a Lions club or spoke at a garden club, I would ask, who, who knows what autism is or who's heard of Asperger's? People would kind of look at me. Maybe one person in the room would say, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Today when I speak, 90% of the room knows what we're talking about. So the support has grown with the business, and we have a very successful um, door, front door uh, business here uh, with a good traffic flow, especially you know towards the end of the week. So that's all job experiences for them. And then we had one young man who came, learned our systems, and then we transitioned him over to the local Walgreens who had the same computer system. So in, he was instant success there because he already knew. He was teaching and mentoring other staff members with the computer. That's success. That's what, you know, you gave him those tools to, to be that person. And that's what happens here. You know, sadly, I'm not surprised at the beginning that people would not be able to comprehend that this is possible, but you're showing them that not only is it possible, but that you're productive because, believe me, I saw your roses that you sent when we spoke at Cigna, and they are absolutely beautiful. Connecticut grown. We have lost our uh, agriculture in our state, in many states, because it's been done in other countries. In South America, it's much easier to grow a rose. It's much more um, efficient and less expensive. You know, we have to heat our greenhouses, so there's a cost to that. So when you have our roses, there's a fragrance, there's a quality behind them that 
are like old-fashioned roses. I can't tell you how many people get our roses and say, oh, my God, it smells like my grandmother's rose garden or my grandmother's house because they can have, they have that memory, that good feel memory of the past. Um, and you don't get that in today's product at the, you know, local market. So it is, it's amazing product that we're selling. Our varieties, some of them have been uh, grown since 1929, and we just re regraft the bushes so we have the same varieties, which you can't get those varieties on the open market. So they are amazing roses, I have to say that. Um, and one of the reasons we work so hard to keep this going is because the roses, is just like the people that we work with, are amazing. Um, each one different in their own right. Um, and each amazing. So if you compare roses to people, um, we have it made here. <laughs> it's all good. Yes, it is all good. Um, well, we're going to get ready to go to break. <clears throat> then we're going to come back with our superstar, Lori Gregan. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grumberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S. and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com in the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back to the show, everyone. If you just joined us, we're talking to Lori Gregan, Retail's Operation Manager Designer for Roses for Autism. And it is so great. You know what? This is so awesome. To see a company that's providing employment to people with disabilities and people with autism are frequently left out. They are left out. And to have this great opportunity, well, is just tremendous. So, Lori, what yeah. made you decide to do this? Oh, <laughs> I said no at first. I have a retail background, um, and my major was in fashion design, so I wasn't really a plant person. Um, I did do three seasons at my brother's nursery. is a wholesale nursery locally, and he taught me everything I know. There were tears every day. I'm like, I just need to get out of this business. So I opened my own flower shop. Um, and Julie Hip, who was the head, is the head of the uh, Autism Resource Center in Connecticut, called me and said, I heard you could maybe possibly run Roses for Autism. I'm like, first of all, I don't know how to grow roses, and I don't know anything about autism. I don't even know what autism is at this point. Uh, and then she said the word Asperger's, and I thought she was speaking another language. So, But we met. I met her, and I gave her some suggestions on what I thought, coming from the area and knowing a little bit what she should do. And she looked at me, and she said, after an hour, she goes, no, no, I need you. And I said, yeah, but you don't know. I'm not qualified for this job. I, I, I just I need to know more. I, should I go to school? I think it's a great thing what your plan is and everything, but I don't know enough. Um, and she's like, no, 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 we need you. Well, whatever level, I need your energy. And I'm like, finally, she's that little word need got me. And I said, all right, well, maybe I could do this and I could do that, but I couldn't start. I'm, you know, I had a senior in high school and I was the president of this club and that organization. I'm very involved. I said, I, I don't see any light at the end of my tunnel for at least a month. She's like, that's okay. We'll do, take whatever time you can give us. So next thing I know, I'm at my little flower shop and she arrives with buckets of roses and said, could you just do some pictures for me and put some things together? I said, sure. And after that, it just kind of happened. And next thing I know, the flower shop closed, the other job ended, the kids went to college and I work all the time, but I love every second of it. I can't even imagine doing anything else. Little did I realize that in the past 30 years of my retail career, I had been working with other nonprofits. We have an organization called Vista here, which helps all different people learn how to live on their own. And I had been working. I always would have one person uh, working from, with us in the retail uh, area having a disability. I never knew what the disability was. I just took them for what they were and said, okay, can you do this or can you do that? If you can't do that, we'll fix this. You know, we made it work. And little did I know I had been doing that for a long time. So when I got to Roses for Autism, it was just natural uh, that my staff and my interns and my help and support, they were a little bit different. They didn't think like I did. So I had to think like they did. And all of a sudden I realized that, you know what, when I yelled out how many dozen does 342 roses make and someone answered me like that, I said, ooh, that's 
that's good. Come here. Um, you can do all my touts for me. And then when I got my new phone and I didn't know how to turn it on and I handed it to someone and they programmed everything and they handed it back to me, I said, oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> you can be on this team. So all of a sudden, all the things that we need in our daily lives, there's someone right there ready to provide it. We just need to ask. Um, so coming here and doing this program and running this business, I'm the front people, but I have a whole staff of interns and helpers behind me that make sure that my internet works, make sure different things in my world work. So it's pretty easy for me to be uh, out there talking about what we do here and how amazing. And as that happens and I'm out and about or I'm working on a project, they're taking over all by themselves because they see they're part of a team and they see they're valued. And they see, I can't do my job without them. So all of a sudden, it's like this magical thing happens, and this team becomes one so that they help each other out. And then that's where they're learning all those skills that happen in a work environment that sometimes doesn't just happen naturally for them. And then we hopefully, you know, we transition them out and get jobs in the areas that they want to be in. Is it IT? Is it um, we just had recently someone wanted to be a police officer? Uh, and he ended up being a security guard because he didn't want to do the exercise part. So we found out what he liked, but he learned the social piece of it here so that he could advocate for himself. So that's what happens uh, here um, at Roses for Autism. So it's not just a rose farm. It's finding that success for each individual, myself, for the my coworkers, for interns that come in the door, for um, people that come from different agencies to train, um, just finding that success of what, how you succeed on, in what it is for you, not necessarily me, but for you. And that's really what happens and why I took the job, because it's amazing every day. So then what you're doing <clears throat> is you have people with autism working <laughs> at Roses for Autism, some on an internship or apprenticeship, right. some full-time, Yep. However, they have the opportunity after working there and, as you said, developing um, confidence, social skills, whatever it may be, they then can go out and get a job in uh, the public world. Yes. That's well, how about that's that? That's what it's all about. What? And that is real. So it's that's really like... That, I can't keep them all, unfortunately. I'd like to keep them all. I'm a mom, so uh, they're all mine. <laughs> Nobody likes to hear that, but they are. I, I think of every one of them as part of our family. This is a big family here. So for whatever reason they're here or whatever diagnosis they got, or someone told them they couldn't do this or they won't do that or they're they're not going to like, you know, they, it's too noisy, the lights flicker, whatever it is, all those things, all of a sudden, I, a lot of people with autism tell me they have sensory issues. So putting a glove on might be, put them over the edge, right? A glove. I hate wearing gloves personally. It's freezing cold. I won't have gloves on. So when they come in and they have to grade roses, they put gloves on. Never, ever. Have I had one person say, I don't want to wear gloves? So, wow. But I've well, been told well, they have issues. Uh, but I'm like, but they're going to wear gloves. They wore them. Do you know what I mean? Like, things, like, happen. <laughs> it's the, I have a girl that she, 
she didn't like loud noises. It's too loud. Now, we have a machine that runs. It's loud. The phones are ringing. It's chaos in here. It's a business. We are running a business. All of a sudden, she's like, I want to be grading the roses. I don't want to be over here in the corner doing this. I want to be in the middle of the chaos. It's like chaos, and they all want to be part of it. <clears throat> Most amazing thing that happens. I, I, I can't even tell you. People come in, and they go, no. They'll look at the, in the door, and they'll go, well, which one has autism? I said, what do you mean, which one? We all have special things. So what, are you going to call out one person? That doesn't happen in this world. We are all value. We, we all have a value of some kind. My weakness is your strength. My strength is your weakness. Together, we can solve everything. And that's the attitude around here. So it's amazing how everyone who steps up to the plate. I had, um, when we first started, we had a big job in New York. Uh, we got uh, Autism Speak hi- Speaks hired us to do their chef event. It was 300 bases, 300 units. I'm a little one designer. I had nobody on the team that designed. 300 bases. How could you say no, right? It's a big job. I had one girl that would never, ever change her schedule, absolutely not change her schedule, never. I came to the team. I said, listen, everybody's got to help out. This is what we're doing. There's 300. We need vases. We need water. We need food. We need flowers, whatever. She came in every day and made 20 arrangements for me for a week. Wow. Day later and came in on her own. I never even, I said, this is what we need done every day. That was my first experience of someone saying, you know what? I just got out of my bubble and I can do this because now I'm part of a huge team. And you can't make that stuff up. That's the success. That's what a success is, is listening in the room and all of a sudden somebody saying something that never spoke because they're so intimidated. And all of a sudden they're leading a team of volunteers at Valentine's Day packing roses. And I can hear this person giving directions articulately in a good voice, not mumbling, all those things. I know he's ready to go. He is on the path. He is giving directions to people he doesn't even know. So from one level to the next, and you see these changes, you can't even describe what a mirror, and it's like a magic happens. I always say, people laugh at me. I go, oh, I work in a place where magic happens every day because it's amazing how they change their personalities. So that's why I always tell people, don't put anybody in a box because, you know, because you know what, it is amazing what dignity and respect and being included. You know, I always say there's a difference between a welcoming environment and a tolerant environment. And when you feel you're part of the team, your contribution counts, it's amazing what that can do. Absolutely. It empowers. It's empower. It just empowers people. It's amazing how you can watch them blossom. And it's funny, you know, we grow roses and the whole blooming and all that stuff. But it's true. It's like we have these young kids. It's just like the 16-year-old kid. If everybody's a parent, they have a 16-year-old kid on the spectrum, not on the spectrum, whatever. 16, they get their license. They start to blossom. You watch your own child blossom. So it's the same thing that's here. All of a sudden, it's the first job, and they just blossom, and they take on more responsibility, and they can do it. They absolutely can do it. I tell them all the time, they're smarter than me. That that is so exciting. It really is. And listen, we're going to talk more to Lori, but right now, we've got to get ready to go to break. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice. 
where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Lori. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. And, you know, I almost forgot. I've got to tell you, I have to thank you. I'll go across the country, and I'll meet people, and they'll tell me, oh, yeah, you're Joy Spender from Disability Matters. And, or they'll say, yes, I follow your show. I just want you to know that really means a lot to me. Because what you're doing is you're helping me spread the news that people with disabilities want employed, quality of life, just like everyone else. I'm not doing it alone. I'm doing it all with your help. So I just wanted to say thank you. And we have Lori Gregan with us today. Um, and Lori is the Retail's Operations Manager Designer for Roses for Autism. And, Lori, there is a question I wanted to ask you. As you were talking about employing people uh, living with autism, how are those people referred to you, and is there an age limit? There's a couple different ways. Um, Some high school, we work with the local high schools within the driving distance. We are in Guilford, so uh, which is the shoreline in Connecticut. Um, so we do have a bus system, but not like a city would. So it, transportation sometimes is a challenge. Um, we So they would come through our local high school because, as we know, till 21, they have those services. And 
lots of times we see in the area they graduate with their class or even before, but then that struggle there if they go to college, if they don't go to college, if they do something else, there's that struggle there. So they would come to us and work in the farm here at the farm um, as interns um, or as, you know, and then we would then help them transition out or go to school or take that next step, whatever direction they, we let them advocate for themselves and what their interest is. We don't try to dictate that to them. We know no one's going out there and growing roses anywhere. Um, and then the net other way is we have worked with the Bureau of Rehab Service where people get Maybe they had their first job or maybe they went to college, but they're having that struggle finding it. So we'll do um, work with the Bureau Rehab Service. And then we also have a program through our Ability Beyond um, company called Discover Learn Work, which was started about the same time we did. So we just incorporated the three sites together so that we can transport from two other areas, um, Plainville, Connecticut, and Danbury, Connecticut. So those interns will be... Uh, brought here by our job uh, coaches or employment specialists, and they'll come work at the farm. Um, and we just started with this. Uh, we have a new director, Michelle, we met since uh, August. She came on board, and she had started that whole program. So it's been a nice marriage of bringing it all together because it's just opened up our ability to bring more people and service them um, and help them get other jobs in, in the, within their community rather than just our little tiny community here because we're, we're not a huge area. We're pretty small town, um, shoreline, coastline, you know, we're not a big city. So that is working out really well. We ha- I have to say we have probably 10 to 15 interns a day right now coming through. Some might come one day, some might come two days. It just depends on what everybody's schedule is. So that is our service side of it takes care of that. And then they bring up them here to us, and then we have them job shadow us or put them on jobs, uh, different jobs, and give them different responsibilities according to what the direction they're looking for. Well, I wondered, would you be able to give us an example of a success story? Sure. I can give you many. I could talk all night about our success story. But every day here is successful. Every day is a success story. And people ask me all the time for statistics and numbers. And I think, how do I measure a moment when somebody advocates for themselves during the, like, the Valentine rush? Um, or or I had a young man who I, oh, he was tough. He was one of my first guys here when I came on board, and he had been here, and he was kind of on his own, um, really smart kid. I could give him flowers, and he would know anywhere in the state to take them. He'd look at it once and remember, and it was amazing. But one day, he kept bringing flowers to this one in particular person, and she called me one day, and she's like, you know, if he could just smile when he delivers the flowers, I don't live that far away. I said, no problem. You know, I'll talk to him. And, you know, so he came back and I said, you know, could you, when you hand someone flowers, let's go over, what do you do? And he's like, you know, shoves out his arm. I said, you get to bring flowers, these beautiful, amazing flowers to someone and someone else paid for them. You should be, you you got to smile. And the customer wants to see a smile. She's excited. She wants you to feel her excitement. So he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, typical 19-year-old kid, male, I don't care. I have two boys and even though they're not on the spectrum, the same reaction you would get. Yeah, yeah, right, right? 19 years old. So the next time I go, don't forget to smile. So he comes back from delivering and he goes, um, can I talk to you a minute? 
I said, sure, what's the matter? He goes, she gave me $5. I said, she did. I said, you must have smiled. He goes, I did. He goes, do I get to keep that? I said, yeah, that's your tip. He goes, see what happens when you smile? So that little interaction between a customer who knows she's getting roses for, from autism, you know, she knows we're working with these kids, for, but for her to reach out to me and let me know what was going on so that I could reach out to him and do a little coaching, it was a win-win. And it was just that little bit which changed him. Now, he went to college and didn't make it because of the social piece, the, the dorm life and the whole cafeteria thing. Easily made the grades, but socially just couldn't do it. After that summer, and we really worked on coaching and some of those skills that we just all kind of take for granted, he went back and finished the whole year of college. Wow. That's success. That's success. Wow. <clears throat> because he and understood you see those frequently. little things. What? I bet you see this frequently. Oh, and then he, so right before he left, I had two other college, inter, you know, people for the summer helping out. We had just started, and they were leaving to go off to school, too. And he, that Saturday, he said to them, listen, tell Lori I'm not coming in Monday because I got stuff to do. And so I said, yeah, right, he's coming in. So he showed up on Tuesday morning, and I said, I thought you weren't coming in. You, you told, I got a message you weren't coming in. You were too busy. He said, well, I have to pick up my check. I said, well, you both. You and I both know it's direct deposits, and I send you the deposit. So why are you here? And he looked down at me, and he looked me right in the eyes, and he said, I had to say thank you. Wow. And I, and I get so choked up with this. I said, <clears throat> what? <laughs> and I stood up, and I said, does that come with a hug? And he goes, yes. And I hugged him, and I said, now you're ready. Now you understand. And he looked, and he goes, I know. So... Those little tiny things are what changes people's lives. And I can't tell you enough that it's the tiniest little thing that sometimes you're not even aware of that you say or do that can affect people every day of their lives. So that's the success story. Did I know I was making a success story? Did I know just thinking about him going and finishing college for a whole year was huge? Yeah, I didn't know that at the time. I was just treating him like I would any other 16-year-old employee that had worked for me in the past or one of my kids. And I know people go, oh, you're like too motherly and stuff. I said, but you know what? That's what maybe they need. They need to know that it's okay that you're real and that you feel and that you understand you got to start to tell them and pick up on some of those emotions so that they know their action other people are affected by. So those are messages that kind of come through the room, and that's why all of a sudden people want to join the team in the room is because they're starting to feel some of those emotions, and they want to be part of something. And those things didn't always happen in their lives for some reason. Either they're super smart and they were the smart kid in the class, or they were super, or they were not, or they were doing something else that wasn't putting them in the group. And everyone wants to be part of the group, and everyone wants to be needed. And that little word "need" got me at the first day at the interview, and it still gets me every day when someone says, "I need you to do this," because you don't use that word very often. And when someone uses it, you know that it's necessary that you step up to the plate. So. It's that's success. Success is those few little things you see that happen in the world. And know that every day when somebody orders flowers on our website or walks in our front door, you know that a team of interns and staff 
and many of those are on the spectrum, took your water order off the web. I don't know how to take the water off the web. Made up the UPS label. I don't know how to make up the UPS label. Pulled and packed it for you. So success to me is when someone outgrows the label that someone gave them because they thought or acted a bit different than what society says. So know that when you are getting raw roses, you are getting something that's been packed and prepared by a group of people at, that worked as a team, and that made a difference. So that's Lori, success. I, I've got to ask you for people listening to the show right now, and I'm sure there are many wondering, well, how do I order these roses, and where all do you work with people? How often do I? No, no, no. Where can they be sent to? What's the geographic oh, area? We send in the continental U.S. I tried Alaska. It doesn't really work out too well. They get there next day. We ship Monday through Thursday, so they get there on Friday. We don't ship on weekends. And our website is rosesforautism.com. And also, if anybody's on Facebook, Facebook friend us. I always say if you follow us on Facebook, you'll know what happens during the day because we're always putting up pictures of flowers and success stories and different little tidbits of information that we realize could change things or facts and figures. We also have, if you go to the website, if you put your email on there, we'll send you our, we have a bi-weekly newsletter, very brief, nothing too big. It's a special and a little uh, quote and stuff. And our interns actually create that news newsletter. Our staff and interns create that uh, newsletter every two weeks. We put it out. So that's a nice little hello from us. And um, But we ship everywhere in the continental U.S. It's 10 or $15 to ship. We have wonderful rates from the uh, government because we are a nonprofit. So everything gets there overnight. Um, and we have great success shipping our flowers. And everything we ship is grown here in Guilford. So you're also taking care of agriculture community too. Wow, doesn't get better than that. So one more time, what is your website? Roses for Autism, one word. Roses for Autism. Dot com. Org. Yep. Okay. And is that the best way to order flowers to go to that website? Yeah, and if somebody doesn't have a computer, because I know a lot of people don't, um, you can call us at 203-453-2186, um, and the number's on the website. Um, and you can just call us, and we'll take it over the phone. Okay, would you mind repeating that number one more time? Sure. 203-453-2186. And I urge you, if you're listening to the show, I urge you, think of this program. The person goes to a work environment, has an internship, and then goes out and gets a job. I mean, it just can't get better than that. And... It helps the agriculture in Connecticut, and it's beautiful. The flower arrangements are beautiful. But right now, we're going to go to break before we close the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Lori Gregan from Roses for Autism in Connecticut. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Lori.
news, opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at benderconsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.benderconsult.com in the U.S., and www.benderofcanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.benderconsult.com. There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat Jr., President and CEO of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, if you just joined us, we're talking to Lori Gregan from Roses for Autism. I just want to mention, always remember, you can download these shows on iTunes or you can download it to your website. Um, spread the news far and wide. You know, as I said before, we're trying to make a difference in the lives of people with disabilities. Hey, Lori, one question I had, um, and I don't know if people ask you this or think about it, but when people work for you, would you say, do you see any difference in work ethics, attendance, uh, than someone without a disability? Sure. Um, One of the things that I see a lot of is that people on the spectrum really stick to the job. 
There's no, oh, let me go see if I can find my cell phone and talk to somebody. There's no uh, friends coming in and hanging out, you know, and disrupting. They stay right on their job. Um, So if it's something like stickering sleeves, they'll get them all done. Or packing roses, they'll sit there. And that that packing of the roses is a very team-orientated job. So you can see them working in threes or fours doing that job, and they'll stay right on that job. Um, and if they don't have what they need, then they'll be, they need to advocate. So that's a good job where they have to ask for something in the job, which is always good. Um, I have a team on, we do a restaurant base program where we provide restaurant bases to local restaurants. And then the following week we bring, we pick up the dirty bases and put new ones in and we get to put our little tag on it. It's been a very successful. So on Tuesdays, I have a table in a team that does the restaurant faces. So, and now I literally have our staff, some of our staff that's on the spectrum, mentoring the interns and making wow. friends. Like, so when I come in on a Tuesday and that's going on, or I look out of my office and go, hmm, look at that conversation. Yeah, okay, that's good. So I'm trying to get them to, to be talk more and to be more social, and they're, like, so digitless working on the project. So I have to go over and kind of make them, you know, <laughs> dance around a little bit, kind of, because I want them to relax and not be so focused, but they're such good workers because they're so focused, and people miss that part, you know, and they're like, oh, disability. No, that's not a disability. That's a good thing to have, but I want them to, you know, relax a little bit, so I'm always kind of trying to go... Oh yeah, what did, did anybody go to the movies? You know, try to open up conversations so that they build some friendships too, like you would in a work situation. So mm-hmm. now they make everybody's great. You know, they really stay focused. Yeah, yeah, that's very important. Well, hey, Lori, we have a mutual friend, Ted Kennedy Jr. Yeah. Who, as soon as I talk to him, which I've known Ted for a long time, Joyce, you've got to meet Lori. You've got to, oh, this company, Roses for Autism. You've got to get involved. You've got to meet her. I mean, he was so on it, Lori. So I know. how did you first meet him? Well, this is a very funny story. You? Okay, it's funny. Now, he lives around here, but I didn't. I'm not, I'm not thinking. So I do. I, I don't watch TV. I'm not into politics. I couldn't tell you who's who, right? And, in the, you know, you're in a nonprofit. You start to meet politicians, and you should know these things. But I had to be at the, our state capitol in Connecticut for Ag Day, and the previous week I was up there for the biz, Connecticut Business Day. So I went up and had to do, you know, hobnob with everybody and give out flowers and stuff. So when he came that Friday morning, I was covering the front end until my staff came in. And he came in, and I thought he was with his driver because of the way they were dressed. He had a top coat on, and John had a zip casual jacket. So remember, my retail background, I'm analyzing who these two guys are. I'm thinking they came. They might be some congressman or something, but I didn't know. And I didn't really know. So he, when I asked if I could help them, I thought they were just buying roses, Um he explained, um, he said, well, maybe, but I'm, we we're wondering what you're up to. I said, what I'm up to? That's kind of a loaded question. Don't you want flowers? You know, like it was kind of a silly thing. And then he said, um, well, yeah, but we've been hearing a lot about you. So I said, well, we are um, a social enterprise that fosters meaningful employment and personal success for those living on the autism spectrum. And he looked at me and smiled. And I'm thinking, 
why is he smiling at me? I had no clue. And then he introduced himself only as Ted, not Ted Kennedy, just Ted. And he said that he was on the board of national, uh, the National Disability Foundation, in which I replied, I think we need to be friends. And everyone laughed. Um, and I asked him to be our Facebook friend. And then John said, well, he's not so good at that. I have to tell you, I went from 32,000 friends to over 60,000 in a matter of a month. So obviously something has to do with Facebook, right, um, since he's been my friend. So I said, well, since we need to be friends, I think I have to give you a tour of the greenhouses. And I did that, and we briefly went over the mission and the goals of the program, and I kind of explained what we've gone over today. And he asked lots of questions, um, which I tried to be quick-witted. I still didn't wasn't sure who he was at this point. He never really told me. So at the end, I'm like, so, you know, for the tour, you have to buy some roses. And he laughed. He said, of course, we'll buy roses. And we took care of everything, and he gave me his card. And then I gave him – I didn't have any cards, so I said – I gave him each a card, and I had a third card with someone's number, somebody else's number. And he says, I need that card. I said, no, it has somebody else's number. I just can't give it to you because I'm, like, all over the place. The cards were in the car. And he said, no, 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 I promise I won't call that other person. I said, you have to promise not to call that other person. I still don't know who that number is. But I gave him all my cards, which I think you probably got one of. Um but that's just the way my days go. So about, and then that following Sunday, I had to go to the NRP function in New York at the Botanical Garden for the radio, NRP radio. And I, we did all the flowers for the event. And at the end, all these women were taking the flowers and they were taking pictures. So I went over and I said, hi, you know, I'm from Roses for Autism. I'd really like to um, take a picture of you guys with all the flowers. Look so pretty in your dresses. And this woman goes, are you Lori? I was like, yeah which, like, how would she know my name? And she came over. She goes, oh, just wait a second. She comes over. She goes, I'm Kiki Kennedy, Ted's wife. I was like, no, that's kind of, really? Like, I'm in New York, and that's a little farther than home. Like, I don't think I'm going to know anybody here. Um, She's like, oh, my God, Ted's been talking about you since he was at the farm. I said, yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't really tell me who he was. And, you know, she laughed and stuff. So the night of the, when he announced for, to run for political office, the local seat, he called personally and asked me to be there so that he could give us a shout out, which was huge um, coming from him, especially at that event with, you know, so much PR. So, and that's when I met you, but um, yeah, he has just been fabulous um, to us. And I, he comes in on the weekends and gets flowers and he's become a good customer and he talks about us all the time. And, uh, He's been fabulous. He's funny, and he's he's great joke jokester with everybody and the staff. And he came through and shook everyone's hand and came to our open house. So he's been a really good support um, to Roses and just understanding how big this mission is and helping us pay it forward. And that's huge uh, at somebody at his level to to support us in that way. I so appreciate it. He is the best, and he is so modest. I love him so much. He has done so much to help people with disabilities, and he really does tell everyone about you. I know Lori. he does. He really People does. call me, so and awesome. I go, well, how did you find out? Oh, Ted Kennedy told us. Yeah, I know. You've got a good PR agent <laughs> I know. I feel like I hired a, a PR firm, the Kennedy PR firm. So <laughs> it's been great. Well, listen, Lori, when I hear you talk about all this, you know, you're very energetic. I can tell you're a very caring person, um, and, and you're very uh, much wanting to pay it forward. So you had to have a role model who impacted you. Who was that? <laughs> 
You know, I I thought about this, and I have to say, I have to say, my mother had to be my role model because she's amazing. She's soon to be eighty. She still works. Uh, she raised three kids, children, all successful. My brothers are far more successful than I am. Uh, I, I'm the do-gooder. They call me the do-gooder. Um, all alone, when it wasn't the coolest thing to be doing. Uh, uh, you know, raising three kids alone. Um, and we were her greatest gifts. She held us accountable to all our actions. We were a team and a family that we're very close today. And she taught me to expect nothing from anyone because then when someone comes through and even the smallest way, the rewards are so great on so many levels. So every day I get to experience this. And I think that sometimes in our society, we easily put labels and expectations and limitations on people. So what my mother taught me was that don't do that. Just expect people, accept people for who they are and try to find them in the most productive way and support them in that way. So there was never a judgment call as a child. It was just do the best that you can do um, and approach it with a smile on your face. So I would say, luckily, I had a great role model as a mom. And I, I think I was the same role model to my sons. Hopefully, they turned out great and uh, graduated from college and are doing great things. So I think that that's where it stems from. Um, and I and I often tell people, you know, no one gives you a book as a mom. You know, you have a baby and you, it's like, okay, so whatever your role model as was a mother is going to be who how you help your children. So sometimes we need to help each other out as moms or as women or men in our lives. But, um, yeah, I think if you look at my mother and all that she's accomplished for herself, um, and her children, I think that that would be the person that if everybody could live up to her standard sometimes. Um, But she gave us freedom. She gave us all, three of her children, a lot of freedom and said, you are your person at a very young age. And uh, that's probably been my biggest gift, you know. Well, well, listen, Lori, wow, this show went fast. It was so great. I loved it. Uh, But we're almost finished, so I'm going to ask you, Lori, what message do you want to leave with our listeners? You know what? Every day you wake up healthy, be grateful. Open every door with a smile on your face, for you never know what will lie on the other side. If you're smiling, good or bad, it's a lot easier if you started with a smile. Look around and lend a hand, and you might be surprised how good you'll feel at the end of the day. I sleep well. I work a lot of hours, but every single day is so worth it, and I wouldn't change one minute of it. So um, just take stock in yourselves and uh, see how you can make a change in people, because it's not that hard. Wow. Good, great advice. And, Lori, thank you so much for being with us. Um, We also, in the show, with a quote from someone that has changed the world, someone who has had an impact on others. And so today, this quote is from Mother Teresa, who said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the internet leader in talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 